everyone and welcome to episode number 12 of my podcast. I'm bringing to you today a very special guest. Um, it's Dr. Mariam Tishkandi, um, a sports and exercise medicine specialist and also um, a coach who's currently residing in Canada where she's currently working with a number of um, Saudi athletes that are representing Saudi Arabia in a number of different um, competitions. Um, so just a little bit about her. She She's the founder of Dr. Tiscandi uh, Health and Fitness, and she provides online services for health, nutrition, fitness, and wellness um, for not only athletes, but also um, non-athletes. Um, she graduated medical school in Riyadh as a general physician with a Bachelor of Surgery and a Bachelor of Medicine. And um, I guess like her, her whole interest in sport kind of spawned from her own personal experience, which really um, took her on the path where she decided to continue with a postgraduate diploma in sports exercise and, and medicine. Um, and like I said, I mean, her journey was very much, she started working by herself, um, having sort of undergone the process of, you know, sustainable fat loss after the birth of her three children, and really dealing with that particular journey and through her own experience she's been able to help many athletes and, and non-athletes um, throughout her her career. Um, some things that we might not know about uh, Mariam is that she's a she joined the Liaison College for Culinary Arts when, during one of her free um, semesters in Toronto so she's technically a chef which is pretty cool because she obviously works in that realm where she's able to kind of offer um, nutritional plans for her athletes. Um, on top of that um, personal achievements and sport, um, all very much related to CrossFit, where she um, was involved with the Battle of the East in 2018, has completed a trifecta race for Spartans. Um, and where I physically met Mariam was whenever she was actually taking part in the Bahrain 70.3 in 2018, where she was um, participating as a, as a team member, where she completed that. And we do always say that we will meet again one day and hopefully where she'll actually do it in its entirety. Um, it gives me great pleasure to introduce this podcast and I think that there's going to be a lot of information that's going to be shared here. Um, and yeah, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring Dr. Mariam on to... Hi there, Dr. Mariam. Uh, how are you today and welcome to my podcast. Hi, uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm fine and I'm excited. So you're currently sitting in Canada and I'm in Belfast here. I'm sure we're both experiencing really nice weather. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, actually it's uh, being pretty sunny here. Uh, we're known for the cold and the snow, but we've had a pretty uh, hot summer this time. So nothing to complain, complain about. Yeah, we're not sitting in Saudi right now anyway. Um, oh, definitely. <laughs> Well, um, well, Dr. Mariam, I've, I've already kind of given you a kind of a very brief introduction there um, previous, and I'm really excited to have um, you and, well, you in general, but also a sports nutritionist on the podcast today, because a lot of the listeners and a lot of the followers that follow, you know, they fall into that category where a lot of the questions that I get coming through is about nutrition. Um, and I think there's going to be so much wisdom gained from this particular podcast that you're going to be able to offer from a professional aspect to help everybody else. Um, you know, and, uh, and as a flow, I know you're going to sort of give us an overview of, of, of who you are and, and, and what you're currently doing, but really highlighting the key differences that you see whenever you're working with an athlete 
and working with your non-athletes and perhaps maybe shining a light on the difference there. Um, and I know that we've kind of had a bit of a, a conversation about, um, you know, what are the quote unquote problems with, you know, the diet industry or the, the nutritional industry, especially when it comes to, you know, um, athletes that are looking for an aesthetic um an aesthetic goal and the complications that might come along with that whether that's you know a psychological issue or maybe moving towards sort of um you know types of performance enhancement drugs and that'll be really interesting i'm looking forward to hearing your take on that um and yeah anything else that you're wanting to sort of tell us about um and think that everyone deserves to know so i'm gonna oh, um... <laughs> Well, thank you so much for the introduction. I'm, uh, as I said, I'm very excited. I'm very happy to be here and to share uh, my knowledge and my experience in this field uh, with you and uh, with the, our listeners. So um, I can start by uh, introducing uh, myself. So uh, um, I'm Dr. Miriam, and uh, currently I uh, run my own uh, business and health and fitness and nutrition so as you said I work with a lot of uh, athletes uh, whether they were competitive or um, just amateur athletes uh, working towards uh, building themselves to get into higher competitive levels um, as well as normal uh, regular gym people and uh, those who are only seeking health and fitness so we have like a broad majority of uh, people sitting in each and each one of them require a specific uh, kind of care and uh, specific tailor, tailored nutrition for them to get them to their goals. So um, what I usually do, and that's the first question that I ask anyone who talks to me, like the first thing I would ask them is, what is your goal? Yeah. And then we take it from there. So I would build up uh, my programs according to their goals and if it was performance or if they were athletes, then we're going to talk about different things. Uh, we're going to go into much uh, detailed information about, let's say, um, uh, the nutrition timing and then the nutrition divisions. Like uh, we will go into the details of macros. What are macros? When should we take it? How many grams should I take? Mm. Uh, and what's the difference if I took it like pre-workout, post-workout, uh, before I sleep, the first thing in the morning. So all these details that would really affect their performance uh, and their journey. Whereas when it's someone who just comes to me for their health, I would be starting just by explaining to them. And don't get me wrong, like some athletes will come to me having no information or no background about nutrition. So I would go again and start from the basics so we always start about what is food um, why is it important uh, fixing their relationship with whatever bad habits that they have been building up throughout the years whether it was because of culture or social media or their own uh, beliefs about food that they are um, like the evil thing uh, <laughs> so that's the first thing i want to take away and um build a friendship like yeah. food food is good for you um it's not going to harm you the more you know about food the more you can eat without feeling guilty without feeling um all that negativity that comes with it 
yeah. and then I would explain to them um, what are calories, and then if within our journey uh, they wanted to know more, then I would go into macros and then developing a full program for for them according to their goals. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I think you're quite right, and you know, obviously, you everyone is an individual, and I just I just wrote down a questionnaire because I wanted to know like. All the people that 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 are all the things I see now online are sponsored ads. It's like download my four week you know diet plan, and I read it and I'm kind of just like I'm cringing inside, going like you know it's very much like fitness and it's like even if I see a generic plan, it's like these things you know, I I personally feel they don't work because they don't take in individuality when it comes to things and it's not just. You know, it's not just, you know, like where you're coming from, but then also the sort of the psycholo- the, the, the psychological aspect beside it as well. Um, I just wanted to say, like, what are your thoughts on that? Is that like a, a pet hate or? <laughs> yes. So to be honest, like um, most of the clients that come to me who have been trying all those uh, generic uh, nutrition programs or that they would go um, to somebody who would just give them um, something that is not individualized. and a lot of negativity comes from that experience, yeah. uh, especially if they were into sports. So mm-hmm. I would think that these platforms uh, or clinics had it built up for someone who is completely sedentary, like they don't even go to the gym and they would give them the lowest calories possible, like the minimum that a human being would require. And absolutely, yes, they will, they will lose weight. So they usually give them um, a one month program where they would be eating so little. And if I'm going to quantify that, anything less than uh, 1,200 calories, that is very, very low for any human, no matter what they are doing. So if you are eating 1,200 or less, then you need to talk to me because that is dangerous. Uh, the good thing, <laughs> the good thing now in like using applications like MyFitnessPal, it would not let you log in your diary if it was less than a thousand, and it would actually show like a big red screen, which I love. Yeah. So, but the problem then that not a lot of people uh, get to use these type of applications. So usually they would have a piece of paper, uh, a planner, uh, a sheet, and they would just follow it without any knowledge or, or whatsoever. So, okay, yes, eventually they're going to see results because anyone who's going to be in a deficit, they're going to lose weight. But then when you go in details to see what did they actually lose, mm-hmm. like the idea, like you actually want to lose fat. That's, that's the main thing. Losing weight is not as important as losing the fat. So in the first month, being restrictive, uh, eating in a very bad way, which will affect them negatively and psychologically later. And they will develop all those bad habits and relationship with food and fear and guilt because they have eating something that was not written in their plan, for example, um, not knowing why or when or what's the benefits of each. So they will be losing a lot of weight and then they will stop. Okay. in the, in the scale, because they're scale dependent. And that's something that I hate. Like for me, I would say if you have a scale at home, then throw it just like to be dramatic. (laughs) Of course it has its benefits, but generally speaking, it's brought a lot of, uh, 
bad experiences and psychological uh, negative effects in individuals mm -hmm. rather than positive. Yeah. Um, and it's, it all comes because of that number. Like they want to see 50 kg in the scale. They want to see 60 kg. If that doesn't happen, then it's game over. I'm a failure. I should just go kill myself. That's what we want to avoid. That's the bad relationship. That's the first thing that I would say, let's fix. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We're having a conversation um, many, 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 many years ago. And I, I always tell it when I'm, when I'm tutoring, um, when we're talking about weight, I was like, if, if I could guarantee you, you would have the arms and definition in your abs that you would like, would you take that if, because they were fixated around 55, 55 kilograms, like, and that 56, no, never. 56 was, was like, you know, banished. But, and I was like, well, if you had the body that you desired, you know, meaning that you had the shape and then, but you weigh, but you weighed 57 kilograms, would you take it? No. And like, even, yeah. if, even if you were like, not in the shape that you want done were 50 would, or 55, would you be happy? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't actually, I didn't know what the comeback was now because I, I couldn't. Um... Yeah, it was, I like for me, I think that they're just like, there's a problem in their mindset. Like that's the first thing that you have to work with. And that's why I like now to, do uh, longer programs so uh, initially i used to do consultations like one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. try my best to give them all what i can uh, help them with in an hour but then now uh being in this uh, field for for a couple of years then i realized that we have to work on the mind as well as on the body so i need to stay with you longer and that's why now i do like uh four months uh programming so that I could really fix all the issues and at the beginning they wouldn't understand why but halfway through the program that's when it clicks and they're like oh my god now I understand why and you would see them like in the first call how they come in with a very miserable face like you could see their misery like I could feel it and then once we build up all these um good habits and good food relationship you would see how it's reflecting on their face on their like facial expressions and being happy talking about it breathing while they mention like donuts or or something that it's unhealthy and we're just trying to um even like labeling foods with being healthy and unhealthy and junk or non-junk yeah. fixing all these terminologies um while we're talking would also affect their results, uh, I would say, significantly, like in a very, very big way. I, I mean, so I mean, yeah, the mind, the mind is a big thing, and they are fi fixating in the number, and that's the first thing I want to fix. Yeah. It's not the number. It's not a number game. Like, leave the scale, please. Don't um, look at it. But then I have to provide an another evidence so that they would actually believe, and that's where. Um, different kinds of measurements, uh, uh, let's say, I have implemented with them. The first thing was the body composition analysis. Mm -hmm. So having the impedance uh, machine where they would stand and then we would actually get accurate results on uh, the percentage of fat, uh, uh, the, how many grams of muscles does your body contain, it would show them that this body that you're living in is not only fat, like you have muscles, you have bones, you have minerals, 
and we give it numbers like i will tell them this is the percentage of fat that you're you're having in your body and then throughout this program like within a month or two or three you would see how these numbers change dramatically like we would see a huge reduction in fat and then an increase in muscle mass and and inside your body as a composition you are getting big transformation but when you go back and see the number of your weights it's yeah. just about like one or two kgs difference yeah and when they see that and then we give the measurements for them to measure their um their their arms their legs their neck as a circumference and they see these numbers being reduced that's when they believe that okay i can see now that i look um let's say sexier in the mirror yeah. because my body is changing even though the scale is stuck with the same number absolutely when they see that that's when the value of of what we're doing comes along and yeah. they understand it and they would understand what i would i would say just throw the scale it doesn't mean much yeah I, th I, I think you're right there. I think whenever most people come on, it does, it takes time. And, and ultimately, there's a big element of trust there. And trust isn't built up over a couple of weeks or a one month generic program. It does come with, you know, a longer, a longer basis. Definitely. Like, I would say trust is the first thing uh, I have to build up with them. Like they have to really trust me. And that's what something I hear a lot. Like the first thing they would say, oh, my God, you're giving us a lot of food to eat that's like the first thing i would hear and then deep inside i feel happy because i know they were really really under eating so let's say i had a client who was eat she wasn't a, a followed up by um, a clinic and uh, they're very well known so they were putting her in 800 calories a day Ooh. she miraculously survived that and she did six months of it I have no idea how she survived it, but she came to me because she was in a plateau. Like nothing is happening. Like I'm at 800 calories. I'm not losing. I'm not like, I'm stuck. Yeah. And uh, so for her coming from 800, even if I put her at 1,200 calories, which is still very little, it's yeah. a lot of food. Yeah. So for them to trust me that you're going to lose weight, even though you're going to eat is something that they can't comprehend at first yeah at, at first you're right and then i think i always always go back to whenever like i think from my own personal experience especially with females like crossfit tend to be a big turning point like even definitely myself, even for myself like i know the listeners there have heard and i heard past podcasts where you know like my my relationship with food was not good for a while um yes very much that you know that that skill person was like i don't care we were all we were all there i was there i'm sure every one of us we, there was a point in our life where we were there because yeah. like if you didn't get the knowledge or nobody has taught you that what we have been told like for me growing up as as a as a girl in my home with my mom with my grandma with all the females in the family that's the first thing that they would tell you just have a salad yeah. that's it so yeah. we've lived even like so there's a lot that has happened, I think, even in the 80s and 90s and even in the early, like, even until today, those who didn't have access or, or knowledge or, or just the interest in food, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. Like for them, just have a salad, soups and salads. That's it. And Which it is the biggest mistake. 
it is it is the biggest mistake totally um and i think once they're you know once your relationship changed and almost like once you find another area to put your focus like for me it was a i guess it was more of a control thing um it was the yeah. one that i could and then i guess when i first started you know you know when you try to do crossfit if you have no energy or you haven't fed yourself well there's no way you're able to even cope with you know doing 15.5 or 16.5 one of those open workouts you'll just collapse if you're not fed and i think for me that was definitely like, it was a turning point going, well, I want to be able to do that. But the only way I can do that, it was like, I have to, I have to change through this. And, you know, and for me, I've seen a lot of that with, with, um, with, with girls, um, especially in Saudi, you know, where there's yes, still definitely. that, um, with, you know, lifting weights and, you know, you still get it with people coming to the gym and oh, I haven't eaten anything since yesterday. And you're like, right. Okay. Like <laughs> that's, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. And it's sad, you know, whenever, you know, and, um, and that's why, you know, people like yourself out there, you know, you can't sort of like, you know, that can actually speak very good um, and give really good advice to them for their, for their health, as opposed to, you know, going to, you know, one of the big centers. And you're giving yes, definitely. And that's what I, I try to, to, uh, uh, I try to reach to them. Like I, I want them to, even if it's, like I had to give a lot of free information at the beginning, right? For me, knowledge is power. So let's help them um, turn off those misconceptions and understand why they have to eat this way. So you brought a good example, which is CrossFit and being at the gym. So even if they are not competing, but they are really interested in this sport and they're coming every day going in going out into the classes and they are like some of them are really intense if you're coming in and doing the rx virgin and you did not fuel properly for it either you're going to collapse soon it's not going to be sustainable you're going to get frustrated because you are not going to see um the progress that you actually want so you'd be stuck for six months your weights are going to be the same um your performance is going to be the same you're not going to, like if you're working in time, your time is not going to uh, change. It's not going to improve. You, you will never hit PR weights because your body is just not giving you what you want it to do. So for me, it was easy to uh, click with them because they had a goal that they wanted to reach to. So they knew, once they knew that, okay, it's like, uh, let's, we're building a block. Let's say it's a Lego piece. If you didn't have the exact blocks to build, you are not going to have a symmetrical, beautiful shape at the end. Yeah. Whether it was performance, whether let's say it was aesthetics or whatever type of sport that you're playing, if you did not have the building blocks to get you to where you want to be, the outcome that you're seeking is not going to be the outcome that you have in your mind because there are missing blocks or missing pieces. And that's where I bring in nutrition. And that's when I tell them, even if you stay training 10 hours a day for 10 months, if you did not feel properly and give your body what it needs in, in food, it's not going to give you. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and that's what we can now talk about uh, the regular people who just come into the gym, uh, let's say doing aerobics or just uh, uh, spinning or Zumba and leaping. So those people are completely different than those who are coming to do CrossFit. Still, for them also to get to their goals, we still have to talk about proper nutrition, 
because even they come, they spend one hour in the gym every day for six months and they would come frustrated and they would say, I haven't lost anything. Just by simply explaining that uh, physical activity is 20% of your overall um, uh, outcome results, while nutrition plays around 70%, that's when it's like a wake-up call for them. Once you combine both of them, then you will get the results. So um, at the end, you all need proper nutrition, whether you were uh, looking for enhancing your performance as an athlete, uh, you're playing a sport that you love and you want to improve in it as an individual, you need to fuel for it. Um, if you are just a healthy person looking to uh, losing fat, uh, looking good, uh, wearing clothes that you love and fitting in it, you have to look at to your nutrition. And uh, just for like fixing your eating habits, some of them, so a lot of the people, they are just restricting themselves because they have fear of food. Yeah. They're afraid of eating. For them, they don't know what's good, what's bad. So we're just going to eat um, nothing because everything is bad. Everything is bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, everything is bad. So uh, you hear them talking about dairy. Dairy is scary. It causes cancer. It's bad. And so they eliminate all the dairies, all the cheese, all the things. And it still has like some health and benefits in it. Some of them, they would go and cut gluten all the way from their diets. Some of them would go vegan. Some of them would go keto. And when you sit with them and, and you would go in depth and ask them, why yeah. are you not eating these things? Like, why did you decide to eliminate them from your diet? Yeah, yeah. And that's when you, they have uh, no answer for it. Like, it's, they don't know. Yeah. I think, like, if you have no particular answer for that, like, if... if and I often feel like it's because when normally when I get nutritional questions on, you know, the, the podcast, like, oh, I'm about to start keto. What do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I, <laughs> yeah. I tried keto. Um, yeah. I couldn't sustain that for my life. Exactly. Thank you so much. Oh. That, that's, that's the thing. Like if you cannot sustain something for more than three months, don't do it. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. There are so many ways that you could lose weight, uh, enjoying it, feeling joy, feeling fun, uh, loving the process, something that you could sustain it for, for a lifetime. So if you cannot, for me, if you cannot sustain something for, for all of your life, then just don't do it. Absolutely. If somebody comes to me and tells me, I want to do keto, I am 100% with you and I'm going to help you and we will do keto. But I just want you to understand one thing. Like if you want to do keto, you have to be a believer in, in, in keto. Like, I know the ins and outs of keto. I, I want to do it as a lifestyle. Like, this is how I'm going to live for the next 10 years. My kids are going to live keto. My husband, my partner, my friends are keto. Whoever is living with me in the house is keto. My fridge is keto. My, like, everything that I have is keto. Yeah. If that's you, yes, we're going to succeed. Absolutely. But if you're going to do it just to lose uh, some pounds or kilos or, or for, for just diet, don't do it. Yeah, it's never going it's, it's, it's to happen. I'm, I'm totally on that, that, that ship with you there. Um, even not only nutrition, but I'm talking about fitness wise as well. You know, yes. you know th th there does have to be that balance. And if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're 
constantly going through that pattern of, oh, I'm just going to take the next eight weeks and be miserable. And then, yes, miserable. Why, why do you, why do you like misery so much? It, it's, it's not the point. Is you're always going to associate your desired body shape with an element of, I have to be miserable to get it whenever there does become a time whenever, you know, you speak or you work with someone, you know, like yourself and you realize that, okay, I can still have all these things, but at the right time and in moderation, and I'm still getting the results that I want and I'm still performing really well. It's like someone let the cat out of the bag. There's, there's your secret, you know, this, as I always say, like, what's, what's the magic, what's the magic diet? Well, for you, it's keto because like, I think even with fitness, like everyone adapts differently to different types of training. And I think yes, in with definitely it's the same with nutrition. Some people work better on low carb forever. And yes, but some people. Yeah. So exactly. So the first thing I would ask them uh, if they decided to uh, select a specific kind of uh, way of living, I would call it, is does it suit you? Are you comfortable with it? Is being in a low carb something that you're happy living with it for the coming forever. Yeah. That, like, if that's a yes, then okay. That's a person that I'm going to teach them everything, all the ins and outs and secrets of the keto. But if they, uh, they, if they didn't have that mindset, and another example, like just so people won't think that we're against keto itself, let's say gluten-free diet. Yeah. If you don't have celiac disease, if you don't have sensitivity, if you were a person that, has been created healthy with no gut problems you can tolerate bread and all these things that the other people who have that disease cannot tolerate it mm -hmm. why would you eliminate it from your diet Fear. as a benefit exactly there, there it's it's uh, like it's not gonna for weight loss purposes it's not gonna make a difference but health wise, like if you if you're having intolerance and all these things, then yes, we will be talking about the different kind of diets. Mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, vegetarian or vegans. Like mm -hmm. if you are really a strong believer in veganism and I do not eat meat or any kind of animal products yeah. forever, yeah. yes, then you're gonna succeed because you're gonna be living this as as uh, this will be your new system. Yeah. But don't do it just for three months, being miserable, feeling that you're isolated, you cannot socialize, you cannot go out with friends, you cannot go out with family, um, you're just eating by yourself, sometimes in a different table, just because you do not want to see what they're eating because you will feel bad because you're gonna wanna eat it. Yeah. You shouldn't feel this way. Yeah. You should not feel this way. So if this is you, then we could, get you to your goal of weight loss or muscle gain or whatever your goal was by eating the foods that you like yeah. by actually teaching you when why and how to eat this food yeah. whether it was carbs uh, protein fats or using or labeling some foods as healthy or junk we could still have a bit every now and then and not feel guilty about it once you know when and how to eat them um, what amounts do you need and you still are losing weight for me that's like the biggest success yeah i know i, I absolutely I, I i agree with you there on, on all fronts i think we kind of went off on a tangent there about certain things <laughs> um, yeah on, and honestly i i remember i i recorded an instagram tv back in december last year and i was like 
please keep watching this over and over and over again, like until it clicks. And everything that you've just said about find something for the long term, don't be fixated on a number. And, you know, learn that, you know, your body needs certain things in order to do things. And, you know, you can live your life and still enjoy the things that you enjoy. And, and losing weight. And losing weight as well. Yeah. And so for me, I would tell people, you can eat and still lose weight. Totally. And you could see the surprise in their faces. Some, And that's where trust comes. Like, I would lose the trust in these few seconds that I would say that. Or I would give them their program and they see like they have to eat a lot of food. And then I would start my conversation with them by saying, you are going to get tired of eating. And then they would laugh and they would say, no way. You don't even know me. I'm a person who could eat like, like a whole big meal and have a second one. And then it would be like, okay, we'll yeah. talk in a few months and, and, and see. Yeah. Then when, with time and uh, knowing what to eat and the proper amounts and everything, even if they're in a deficit and they were in a, a fat loss regimen program, they, that time will come where they would say, oh my God, it's too much food because now we know why we're eating it. And I can't go to bed without finishing, let's say my calories or macros, because they know now if they didn't, it's going to affect their performance. It's going to affect their sleep. It's going to affect everything for the coming week. So they're going to do everything they can to finish this meal, even if they're full. Absolutely. And that's when I say, yes, yeah. now you've graduated. I think when, whenever you get, whenever you get clients like that, a lot of the time, it's like even from a personal training, it's like I'll often get clients and they've been trying to reach the same goal over and over again. And, you know, they, they either go and they, you know, like, I don't want to say under invest in themselves and they'll just go and grab that free something online and they'll do it and they'll do it or they'll pay something very minimal. And, and I'm saying to you, you know, you've been doing this over the past, you know, two, three years and you keep going through this cycle. I mean, why don't you actually just take the time, you know, invest in you, you know, for the next four months and you'll probably a save money in the long term but also be in a position in four weeks as opposed to coming back to me in two years time, having the same conversation with me, like, you know? Yes, and absolutely. Like invest in yourself. Uh, I'm giving you knowledge. I'm not only giving you uh, programs. And, and that's an important thing to, to mention here. Um, when people come and work with me, they would uh, expect that I would be sending them lots and lots of uh, uh, plans. Yeah. Or let's say, uh, printed uh, schedules like this is what you have to eat uh, this is for lunch this is for dinner exactly exactly and the first thing I tell them is I know you're used to this kind of, of protein but what I'm giving you is one sample and I emphasize in the word sample this is a sample meal plan I want to teach you how to create your own food planning forever yeah it's not for now only yeah. i want you to use the food that you are actually eating at home what you cook to your family if you have kids whatever they're eating you're eating with them and you will still be losing weight that's where i want to get them because that's when it's going to be sustainable that's when it's going to be durable and they could continue doing it for years and years yeah then depending on their goals and where they reach then we can 
uh, recalculate, reassess, and readjust accordingly. But the basic, basic thing is I want to teach you that you can actually eat everything that's available to you. Whether you went to a restaurant or you were in Starbucks or you went to uh, a family gathering, you would not feel guilty if you ate that food that your mom cooked just because you uh, deviated from your program. There's nothing, there's nothing like that. Like you could actually fit it into your plan yeah. wisely after you've learned um, what's the composition of each food and meal and at least not have that guilt by eating that. So if I reached with my client to that degree and um, fixed all these uh, issues with them, for me, that's a success. That's like, the, I feel so happy once I get them to that stage. It's almost like you've just enabled them, you know, you kind of like, you've worked with them, you've kind of educated and you've given them the tools to kind of live their life almost without you, you know? Yes, yes, definitely. You. Giving them the tools, exactly, that's it. Giving them the tools, things that they can actually use because the idea is now we are transforming you uh, for a better lifestyle. And the only way for you to continue doing this for, for your, let's say for years and years to come is by changing your lifestyle. And that's where lots of uh, habits and things and mindsets and uh, um, uh, I don't know, like it's, it's not only diet and food, like there's a lot behind it and working with someone who could address all these issues yeah. just to unchain you just remove the chains, give you the permission, the permission to eat. That yeah. by itself is, uh, yeah. is, is, is amazing. And holding you accountable is a, another thing that um, a lot of people need. Like even me, by giving this to a lot of clients, I still need someone who holds me accountable. Like every coach needs their own coach. Right. And I am a big believer in that. So you always need that help. If you thought that you could do it alone, well, good luck. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you there. I think every coach needs a coach at certain points, whether they it's with them for the entirety or at least somebody they can always go back to for a, a regular check-in just to say, Hey, kind of put me back on track here. Cause we're all, Definitely. we all go off them. Um, and just, and just on that, um, because I know that we had mentioned a little tiny bit about, um, you know, like the problems that we see often whenever people are training for aesthetics. I mean, um, cause you were talking about, you know, the, you know, the, the bodybuilding side of thing and maybe the figure competition. Have you ever had clients, you know, come to you with, you know, for example, females, you know, coming to you with that goal where they're looking to get down to, you know, one digit body fat percentages and like, how, what, what's your, what's your thought? Chris? Yes. Oh, oh, thank you so much for bringing this up. I think it's a very important topic to, to talk about. So I work with a lot of uh, female athletes and I only follow them up uh, in regards of their nutrition. They have their own coach who is uh, training them for their sports. So when we come to athletes, we're talking about their performance nutrition and uh, their coaches would not interfere much in that aspect because they know that they're working with me. But there is a lot of bullying that goes into there so for example um they would always tell them you still look fat or you still look a certain way are you sure that you're losing how many what's your weight now 
And they would be focusing on all these small things that I'm trying to fix and build and, and, and have it just uh, put in, in, in a healthy way for them. And then just this coach comes and with one comment destroys everything. So just as training needs a, a, a process and there's progress in them developing their athleticism, it's the same with, with your relationship in, in performance nutrition. So you cannot expect a certain um, amount of 5% to, to just disappear in a month yeah. and, and expect like this big transformation to happen. It's not going to happen. You need time. Yes, you are now working with a professional. You have to trust me. You have to listen to me. So I see a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, uh, mental breakdown when it comes to uh, sports where they actually have to weigh the athletes. Yeah. So I prefer for those athletes to come and work with me months before their competition and to know the exact dates, the exact times, so that I could actually reach them to that goal in a very healthy way. Yeah. When that does not happen, it gives the 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 other person or whoever she she is surrounded with the opportunity to start the conversation of drug enhancements and the use of the banned substances, for example, to get them to reach to that goal within that small period of time. Mm-hmm. And without giving them like the side effects, without explaining to them that there are other ways. They just want it like to happen now. Yeah. And with that comes a lot of uh, um, consequences. So we can talk about injuries. We can talk about lots of uh, psychological damages to the athletes themselves and uh, body imaging and uh, uh, just like bullying them in so many ways where they would be frustrated throughout their training. And that's something that I do not like to... uh, to see them in, the, in that position. Absolutely. If they did not have my, my help or my guidance, they would easily fall into taking those uh, enhancements or, or drugs or medications or whatever. First of all, uh, without having any uh, medical supervision. So they, they, they themselves are naive. They, they don't know that it's harmful to take it for them. Oh, someone who I trust gave it to me. That means it's good for me. That means that I have to take it wrong. Yeah. yeah. If you were, let's say, if you were um, an athlete who's going to go and uh, compete at the Olympics and then you're going to get tested and you were positive, that's on you. Yep. Yeah. They're not going to tell that, like, you cannot go there and say, oh, my coach gave me this. Yeah. It, for them, that's, that, that doesn't even make sense. Like, whatever you put in your, in your system, that's your responsibility that's on you Mm -hmm. and a lot of coaches do not um, have that talk with their athletes so if you're going to give something to your athletes you would either tell them it's on you it's your decision and then it's their choice to whether to take it or not Uh, but don't just throw it to them and then expect that miracle happens and then if something bad eventually uh, let's say they, they got caught or any of these things, then you would say, oh, I didn't know. Uh, I had no idea. So that's, that's one point that I want to emphasize. Like, don't trust anyone. Um, whatever you're going to 
eat, drink, uh, swallow. You should know the name of it. Yeah. You should go Google it, research it, talk to someone um, who's professional in the field, ask their advice. Yeah. Um, anyone who's out there, you could, uh, you're open to text me anytime. Uh, I have my Instagram account. I'm here to help. So uh, I've encountered that so many times and uh, I could guide you. I have lots of posts about um, uh, the water regulation. Uh, if you have a drug that you're taking, even if it's a medication, like let's say even if you are a person with an illness or a disease and you are taking a specific uh, a medicine for your own health, but it's still banned, there are ways that you could still take it uh, in, 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 in a regulated form uh, where the federation and, and, and all those like big platforms um, would allow it, mm -hmm. but work with professionals. Like don't just go blinded totally. just for the idea of I want to lose weight, I want to, to lose fat. There is a lot of things that you don't know in yeah. the background that's happening. Yeah. And I just want them to be aware of that. And do you think, so even just talking on the, the, the topic just of, of substances, again, another question that I tend to get is like, you know, should I take a, should I take a pre-workout or should I take like a, a fat burner or, you know, like, and you see coaches on all the time and they're like, you know, they have like, I don't know, not to name and shame, but a particular brand of pre-workout where they don't even put it in water. It's just like, they'll just eat it. And you're like, oh, this yes. is for my kick. And I'm thinking to myself, like a lot of the times, like obviously I've been in the industry nearly 14 years and, you know, you've seen substance yes. have been on, um, like to name one, there was like um, this something called Jack D and um, Oxy Elite Pro, these, these intense fat burners that they had on the market, but they're actually taken off because a few people actually died from taking them. And you just think to yourself, they're on the market for every yes. kick. And, you know, and it's like, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, disregard and because maybe they are healthy but like you just don't know how you're going to respond as an individual and I guess I always answer the question with like I don't know why you need it um you know what are you taking it for and ultimately you know you probably could get that that pre-workout kick from a cup of coffee you know it's yes a subject. absolutely your yeah. on uh, what are your thoughts on sort of supplements and fat burners and um all that yeah, so uh, the fir first of all, I want everyone to know that you could get all these results by proper nutrition. So if you are eating properly, if you are being followed up with a professional who is guiding you throughout, you will get these results. That's number one. So if you understood that, you are safe. Now comes the supplements and all the, the other stuff that you would actually consume as a regular person who goes to the gym or whether you're an athlete working for performance. So um, when it comes to supplementation, first of all, go and search the evidence behind this supplement. So yes, there are some supplements that have been studied uh, and a lot of research has been done on them. And that's what I like. Like there is evidence behind them where it significantly, let's say, uh, improves your muscle mass or would enhance your performance by uh, giving you that extra 20 seconds of endurance or, or whatever. So yeah, if it was that kind of a supplement, then I would highly recommend it. I would give you when to take it, how to take it, and the dosaging for them. The, the problem is that all of these supplements are over the counter. So what I mean by that is that you can go to any supplement store 
and just buy them. Like there, there is no regulation. It's not like the pharmacies where you need a prescription to buy a specific kind of drug. Mm-hmm. When it comes to supplementation, it's just open out there and it's up to you to decide whether to take it or not. And as you said, like a lot of uh, uh, advertisements and uh, people who want to gain out of these industries would go in and um, promote something yeah. that is not researched and would cause a lot of harm rather than benefits. Mm-hmm. So going back again to your goal, if this individual that I'm working with have difficulty or she has difficulty in uh, reaching their protein um, needs for the day, I will have to substitute that with supplementation. Mm-hmm. So if she was not able to eat meat or, or, or get her proteins from, from, from food, I could help her pump that extra, let's say 30 grams yeah. by giving her whey protein. I know it's safe. I know it's been studied. I know the purpose. I know the reason. And that's what I would recommend it. Because the most difficult thing for people to reach is, I would say, the protein needs. Whether because you are not able to eat that much or because you just cannot digest it properly. And that's what I would recommend uh, supplementation. For athletes who are working for uh, a specific goal and like they, I would see that, okay, we have our food covered, everything is 100%, but they still feel fatigued or tired or unable to sleep or like small things, then there are specific supplements that would help mm-hmm. with these things. So again, it's just like when you're with a patient in a clinic and if they come to you with a symptom, then I would give them the drug that would help them, help them alleviate that symptom. It's exactly the same with supplementation. It's not just buying all these things that are very expensive. And like a lot of people would just buy them and keep them in the fridge or or just there until it's expired because they just don't know why. They just see everybody doing it and they would take them. So when it comes to supplements, yeah, Yeah. I would, the first thing I would say, uh, if it's uh, uh, researched, if it's uh, evidently based, and, sh- and have uh, shown a benefit, I would give that to them. And I could mention um, some of the uh, ones that I would recommend. Uh, but not everything out there is good for you. Yeah. When it comes to athletes competing in major competitions, they have to make sure that even the brand that you're going to buy has to be a specific brand where it has been tested uh, they have to make sure that there are no other supplements, like, like or let's say other elements in it, uh, especially steroids, because some uh, of the products that are made in other countries that um, I'm not going to like uh, specify where, they are not as clean as other factories. So that's when cross contaminations happen. Yeah. And let's say you bought this supplement and you're taking it and you know it's safe, but when you went to get tested, you were positive. You never had drugs. You never had anything in your system except that supplement that you bought from the store thinking that it's safe. Well, guess what? It was done or it was made in a specific factory where it's cross-contaminated with other um, uh, substances that are harmful or that are banned. And now it's in your system. So you have to do your research. You have to, like, there are websites um, like Informed Nutrition where you can go, you will see all the brands, 
that uh, has been tested that are, uh, I would say, safer for athletes to take than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's your responsibility to go and check and make sure that um, it's, it's safe, even if it's a supplement. If you were not an athlete, if you were just a regular person, then it's okay. You can just go and buy whatever is uh, within your budget, I would say, because you are not going to be tested. So yeah. that's, that's my, yeah. my message or my intake uh, when it comes to supplementation. I think that has been a very insightful uh, answer to that question. I think everything so far that we've talked about today has been absolutely fantastic. And I just love because you're just very much on the same train as myself. I think a lot of the stuff that you talk about in nutrition, I talk about it a lot when it comes to fitness, you know, um, and training. And I guess if, if we were to, you know, um, for you as, as a person, you know, to kind of wrap up, you know, what we've just talked about, like what would be your, you know, your basic fundamental guidance to people like if you had to say three things like right now what would they be to everybody out there that they need to hear and need to listen to over and over again like when it comes to nutrition yes so my first thing would be uh fix your relationship with food like have a a mutual relationship with 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 food if you felt that you are uh having fear of eating or that you're binging or that you're guilting yourself a lot for because of, of, of what, what you're putting into your mouth, then that's the first thing that you should be aware of, that there, that there is a problem and I want to fix it. So seek um, advice, ask for help, look for people who could guide you. I would say that would be the first, the first thing. Learn about food, know about uh, what is protein, what, what are carbs, what are fats, what's good, what's bad. And, and don't just um, take your, your knowledge from, uh, let's say sources that are not, um, credible. Yes. Yeah. Like you can find a lot of things in the internet, but if you want to really, if you didn't want to go to someone and you wanted to do your own research, then, then go to reliable, reliable sources and read about them like papers uh things that has been done uh on humans with with numbers where you could actually come out with your own conclusion and say yes this is good for me this is bad for me if not invest on in someone who could give you that knowledge and who could work with you don't think that you can do it on your own or like i know everything even today with me being a person who have read a lot of, of, of the things that are out there, I still feel that there's a lot that, that I still don't know. Yeah. So the more that you know, the more that you feel that you need to know more. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's not that good because you always think that you need to keep on learning. Um, and it's something amazing. But don't think that there are no people out there who could help you. So ask for help. Yeah. Build your relationship with food is number one ask for help, seek help is number two. And number three is when you decide to choose a diet, make sure it's something that you could sustain forever. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then don't do it. I love it. That, yeah. That's as yeah. Simple, that's really as simple as, as, it, as it gets. Um, I just have one more question, just from a personal yeah. note. I know that we actually physically met two years ago in, in Bahrain, uh, when are you doing your next full? Uh, yes, uh, Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> when am I doing my full uh, the Iron Man? You said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm actually. Uh, I wanted to do one uh, this year uh, when I first came to Canada. I met. Uh, I the first thing I did is that I searched for a gym to go and train there, and I met uh, lovely coaches and and uh, people there. And we were joking one day. Uh, there was this. Uh, a lady who said, oh, I'm the only one doing the Ironman. Nobody wants to do it. It's a CrossFit gym, by the way. So, so Ironman is just something like that we don't speak much about. And then once I heard that, I just turned around and I was like, who are you? I'm in. <laughs> so we plan to, uh, we were planning to do it uh, uh, this year, but because of COVID and everything that happened, uh, everything was postponed and uh, we don't know uh, when it's going to open again. So Everything has been put in pause, I would say, for now. I have all the intention. I have all the energy. Uh, once it opens, then I could plan uh, for one. What's your next? Um, yeah, mine was, I, I mean, I was meant to be doing a full Ironman there in Estonia at the beginning of August. And then it was, it was meant to be in September, but it's been cancelled again. So it's not until next year. So... Honestly, like I said, I think this the, the whole the whole COVID situation has kind of just put a bit of a dampener on races. And I guess where I've kind of turned my attention to is, you know, more virtual based runs that you can get involved in. And, you know, at the beginning, I was very hesitant with the whole virtual because you can't really get, you know, like the, the beautiful thing is it's the actual physical people there you know in in races but you know yeah have to adapt with the, you know and, and still you know do things that you know that you enjoy doing and just change your I guess your mindset and your perception so virtual things tend to be um things that I've, I've been involved in two weeks ago uh, three weeks ago I, I did um a half marathon um a virtual one uh so that's oh, perfect one yeah that's amazing yeah and I'm kind of just working awesome yeah, I have a lot of clients, uh, a lot of my clients are doing uh, the virtual thing. Uh, I personally didn't uh, uh, join any of them yet. I did do uh, virtual personal training for myself uh, in CrossFit, mm -hmm. but uh, nothing more than that. We were lucky here in Canada to have all the gyms open um, up, and so I was able to go back and, and train but uh, we were able to go out and walk in the neighborhood even yeah. uh, throughout the peaks of COVID because the city where I'm uh, at, it's, it's just, it's a very small city. We didn't see a lot of uh, cases compared to all the bigger cases. So I was still, uh, I was able to grab my bike and just go uh, for like long uh, rides. So that's something I was uh, grateful for, for sure. And maybe that's why I didn't need to go to the virtual uh, life yet. Yeah. 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 All the well. But I can't wait for everything to come back, to be yeah. honest. Like, yeah. that would be just uh, amazing to go back again. Yeah. And participating and just being with people. Like, that's hopefully going to happen soon. I hope so for everyone's mind, um, for their, for their, for their, for their mental health more than anything. But, um, Dr. Mara, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I have, you know, really enjoyed chatting to you and I'm very sure that everybody listening will have equally has enjoyed it. And, um, I'll say a big thank you. Thank you for much. Thank you. Thank you for this uh, amazing uh, podcast. Uh, um, like uh, at the beginning, I was telling you, like, I, I don't have much of experience doing podcasts, but now that I've done this, I think I just want more. Absolutely, <laughs> so yeah. Thank you. 
yeah. for, for this experience, for uh, giving me the chance to uh, uh, talk with you and just share my knowledge. Uh, and uh, let's hope that this is, this is the first, but it's not going to be the last. Definitely not. Thank you very yeah. much. And I'll speak to you very soon. Yeah. Right. We'll see you. Take care. Bye.